I want to take a quick second to promote a business that's a friend of the podcast and also a person who runs it as a friend of mine, and that is Sick Little Creations. So you can find it on Redbubble. There's amazing uh, stuff on there. You can find artwork, stickers, um, some clothing, a bunch of other stuff. Find it on redbubble.com. You can also uh, find more of her work at Pinterest. Be sure to check that out. It's really amazing work. So any at any time you have, you need to get a gift for someone. Like I know we're, you likely just missed Mother's Day, but still you do have, you do have Father's Day coming up. There's still birthdays. There are a variety of other holidays that you can go for. So definitely be sure to check that out. And that's the Sick Little Creations. And you can find that on Redbubble, and also be sure to follow her on Pinterest as well. Hi everybody, this is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, the podcast all about music. Today, there's a couple things that I want to get to. Uh, one in particular is the main thing, um, but before I get into that, we'll do my typical shameless plug. I have a Facebook page, it's called Groupie and Harmony. Be sure to give that a like, I post on there whenever I have any updates about the podcast, release a new episode or any updates from a music blog feeling groupy. I, I'm hoping to release something soon with that. The reason I've been putting it off re- recently in addition to being busy is that I'm just not, I haven't decided yet what to release because I want to start a new series, but I don't know that I'm quite ready to release it yet, but I'm hoping to have one released sometime soon. Uh, I also have a basketball blog, is baller trademark yet. I've been putting off one, post a little bit i'm gonna have that posted soon though so be on the lookout for that and now before we even get into today's episode uh i uh um i think i owe i owe you all an apology because i said after my final grammy week episode that i would have one coming out the next weekend well two weekends have passed since then it's almost the third weekend i'm recording this on thursday the 21st so um uh apologies for that i got busy due to a combination of like work uh um holidays and tax season so apologies about that delay um i'm hoping to release what my next one this weekend but if not it'll be the next weekend um so and also uh because i know a bunch of holidays have been going on or are currently going on um no in particular easter just happened and then also passover and Ramadan in particular have been going on as well. So uh, for those holidays that are happy, joyous holidays, happy holidays. And uh, for uh, those that are sadder holidays, um, thoughts and prayers. So um, today, there are two things that I want to do. Um, one of them is uh, that... Um, uh, one of them is that I want to have some festival updates, and one of them is uh, actually a special for uh, related to a holiday. And no, it's not. It's not four twenty. Um, it's a different one that happened this month. Uh, so we'll dive into the festivals. So for these festivals, um, uh, and because there's been a bunch going on with festivals, because uh, when Foo Fighters had canceled their tours, um, there's been a bunch of festivals that Foo Fighters were going to be. Uh, going on so like for some of them Nine Inch Nails replaced them um, Sammy Hagar had replaced them on um, Field Street Festival uh, Nine Inch Nails for 
in particular for Boston Calling and um, I can't remember which Danny Wine represents festival it was, but uh, I, th I think it was Welcome to Rockville. Um, but they were placed on both those. And then since Coachella happened, uh, already happened this past weekend or the first weekend of it, second week is coming up. Um, I had planned on discussing how Kanye had pulled out then the weekend and Swedish House Mafia was gonna perform. And, uh, but I'm not gonna focus on that since that already happened a bit. So now we'll go on to some other festivals. So the, uh, first one that, uh, we'll discuss is, um, let's start out with a big one, Summerfest. So this one is, uh, on a few different week, three different weekends. First weekend, uh, June 23rd, final weekend, or the weekend that starts June 23rd, and then the final weekend, the weekend that starts July 7th. And it's in Milwaukee. Um, and they have a bunch of different acts that are performing. So, uh, for, they have, um, they're, uh, specifically for the a main stage on it. Uh, they have specific headliners for that, and then they also have other acts that will be performing. Uh, they'll be performing as well. So, um, and in particular, they advertise the other acts as the festival headliners. Um, I don't remember exactly how it works out uh, with it, but because uh, I think some acts are free, some aren't. Um, so if you are interested in going to that, I would recommend looking into that a little bit more because I'm not planning on going to it, so I don't. So I'm not going to go into the details here. So um, for the amphitheater headliners, uh, on the 23rd, Jason Aldean, Jason Aldean, and then openers for PMR, Gabby Barra and John Morgan. On the 24th, Justin Bieber with openers, uh, Jaden, Harry Hudson, and Teo. On the tw on the 25th, Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, and Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, 30th hasn't been announced yet. And then July 1st, Machine Gun Kelly with Ever Levine and Ian Dior. On the 2nd, Halsey with the Marias and Abby Roberts. On uh, the 7th, Rod Stewart with Cheap Trick. On the 8th, Backstreet Boys. On the 9th, Thomas Rhett. And then for the other festival headliners, uh, those include the Black Crows, John Fogarty, uh, Steve Miller Band, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, Charlie XCX, uh, Death Cab for Cutie, Dustin Lynch, uh, Modest Mouth, Hailstorm, Steve Aoki, uh, Third Eye Blind, Anthony Hamilton, The Pretty Reckless, Two Chains, Portugal the Man, uh, Gilberto Santa Rosa, Corday, uh, Alessia Cara, Willow, um, The Revivalists, Bare Naked Ladies, The Cult, uh, Boys to Men, Taking Back Sunday, Ann Wilson, From Heart, Russell Dickerson, Time Flies, Atmosphere, Dylan Francis, Michael Franti and Spearhead, Day Glow, Big Boy, Rick Springfield, Milky Chance, Todd Rundgren, Casey and the Sunshine Band, For King and Country, Femi Kuti and the Positives Fourth, Anthrax, Gale, Violent Femmes, Dean Lewis, uh, Guster, The Commodores, Mount Joy, The Breeders, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, Indigo Girls, Parquet Courts, Village People, JoJo, War, and a bunch, bunch, bunch of others. Uh, it's a it's a long list of acts. Um, yeah, I'd say that overall, they usually have a loaded lineup for that festival, uh, and this year seems to be no different. Um, 
it, it, they do, they do try to get a decent variety on it as well. Um, typically, it is more like melodic based. So, like you won't have like, for instance, any like acts that I don't have as many like really underground acts or anything like that as as the bigger names. Um, but yeah, overall, I do think that they made a lot of good choices. I think the headliners uh, are some are all really smart ones, really big names on it. And then a lot of the, um, or for the amphitheater headliners, for the main festival headliners, I think they also made some awesome choices there. So, yeah, I think that they should have a lot of people going to it. So, I'm not that surprised by that. Now, the next festival is Electric Zoo. So, um, that one takes place in New York City, September 2nd through 4th. Uh, so, uh, some of the major names. Include Diplo, DJ Snake, Armin Van Buren, uh, Vanessa, Martin Garrix, Pauline Herr, Black Carl, John Summit, Chris Lake, Chalina Chilina Man uh, Manahuda, Gorgon City. Uh, back to back set of uh, Andrea Olivia and uh, Alario Alicanta, AC, AC Slater, Will Clark, uh, Whipped Cream, Diesel, uh, Rekno. Back to back set with G. Jones and Ibram. Seven Lions. Um let's see who else do we have? Dobbin, uh Inzo, Jaws, Jaws, John Summit. Oh, oops, I already said John Summit, my bad. Uh Carl Cox. Cheat Codes. Lost Kings. Shipwreck. Subtronics. Sudden Death. Uh, Rekno, Netsky, a bunch of others. Um, I don't remember if I said Porter Robinson. I don't think I did. Porter Robinson. Uh, yeah, overall, I think that one does have a lot of artists there that, uh, um, and yeah, I think that they, there are a bunch of good choices on there, um, for some of the bigger names, uh, like acts like DJ Snake, Diplo, Armin Van Buren's Massive, uh, Martin Garrix, um, and then some of the smaller names I also think are really good call. Like, I think that if you can't get Carl Cox, I think that's a good call. Um, someone like Sudden Death has a following also. So many other acts there that I just think are so good. So overall, I think that that one will end up being a big hit as well. Next up, we'll, uh, we'll go with uh, another electronic festival, which is Interstellar, uh, which is... Uh, gonna be the second ever Interstellar. So, uh, it's uh going to be in Kentucky, and uh, it's gonna be August twelfth through fourteenth. Headliners on Friday. There's Seven Lions. On Saturday, there's Zed's Dead, and on Sunday, there's Ganja White Knight. And then uh, some other bigger names there. They have a announced what days everyone else will be performing, but uh, Drolo, Getter, Merziv, Mija, Opio, Peekaboo, Truth, Walker and Royce, Baldi, uh, Champa, Corrupt, Hypho, John Casey, Plasma, Sharps, Schlump, Toadface, Evolution, 
uh, Hayes, a bunch of others. Um, yeah, I think the. Oh, oh get, uh, did I say getter? Yeah, I did say getter. My bad. Um, but yeah, overall, I think that uh, I think that the headliners, uh, all of them, will draw crowds, and as for this, a lot of the. Uh, as for the undercard acts, some of the higher up undercard acts have been really smart. Also, I think Getter will definitely draw a crowd. And I mean, I think that overall this is a really good lineup for like a second year for the second year of a festival. So, I, I, um, so yeah, I think that they did make some really good choices with the uh, with the lineup on that one as well. And the next festival we're going to be discussing is Ohana Festival. So this will be in California, and it's taking place September 30th through October 2nd. Headlining the uh, the 30th, which I believe is the Friday, but let me check here before I say that for sure. Yes, Friday, headliner for that day is Stevie Nicks. Saturday, headliner, co-headliner is Eddie Vedder and Jack White. On Sunday, headliner is Pink. The other acts on Friday, some other acts on Friday, uh, in addition to Stevie Nicks, who have Krangbin, Brittany Howard, uh, the Riv the Revivalists, Gang of Youths, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, Chloe Kai, Cautious Clay, Dope Lemon, Beach Goons, and Habibi. On Saturday, in addition to Veteran White, you also have Billy Strings, Manchester Orchestra, Inhaler, Joya Oladokun, uh, Curtis Harding, Mogaris. Uh, Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs, Ila Bamba, and Chat. And then on Sunday, in addition to Pink, you have St. Vincent, Dermot Kennedy, Group Love, Broken Social Scene. Uh, and they're going to be performing You Forgot It in People, Bamba Estereo, Kevin Morby, Reston Moroni, Madison Cunningham, Devin Gilfillian, and S.G. Goodman. Uh... For the bigger name, I think the headliners are all really smart choices. Stevie Nicks has been massive, massive, massive lately. Um, and uh, really, uh, it's funny because after years of me thinking that she was, she had gotten to the point where she might be underrated, all of a sudden, everyone's obsessed with her now. Uh, Eddie Vedder is, and Jack Wire are both promoting uh, studio album, solo albums. Uh, so I think getting them. Each of them wins good calls. Pink still definitely has a big following. And then, I mean, for the... Uh, they have a lot of really smart undercard acts there. Because, um, I mean, the first name on each day after the headliners are all really big. Um, and actually, in a lot of cases, even the second names are sizable, too. Um, Krangbin, I think, is a really smart choice because they're rapidly rising. Billy Strings has a big following. St. Vincent has a sizable following. Uh, Brittany Howard, I think, also is a br brilliant choice. And then a lot of the... Under uh, smaller names, I think, were good calls too. Um, like I mean, I think that Sunday has a lot of really good choices. With I mean, Friday, I meant uh, Friday in particular with uh, Grant Ben, Brittany Howard. But then also, I think the Revivalists is a smart choice. Uh, Gang of Youths, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, and then a little bit further down, Cautious Clay. I think all of them were really smart choices. Um, but yeah, I think that they did. I think the undercard was really smart choices, and they had and. There's a case for me that even they were smarter choices than the headliners, despite the fact that they're sizable headliners. Uh, next festival I'm going to discuss is 
All Things Go Music Festival. Um, it's a single day one on October 1st. It's taking place in the Meriwether Post Pavilion in, uh, I think that's Delaware. Um, it's either Delaware or Maryland. Let me check that up because uh, I, always, I always mess up which... It is in Maryland, excuse me, not Delaware. Um, now, uh, uh, so the acts performing at that one are Lord, Mitski, Bleachers, Lucy Dacus, King Princess, Hippocampus, Peach Pit, Julian Baker, Goth Babe, uh, Maud Latour, uh, Barty Strange, Jack Kays, Michelle, Wallace, Kyle Dion, and the, the Blossom. I think that that's a brilliant festival uh, for lineup. Uh, I think having a... I think Lord still... Because I'm not quite sure what uh, whether with Lord it's like she's the whether she is like right now the big should be the biggest name second biggest name uh or what I wouldn't think lower than that but still I think getting her as a headliner for this one is smart Mitski just uh her most recent album peaked uh like reached the top ten she's really exploded uh she was on the rise for a little while but this album in particular absolutely exploded so uh I uh. So I think that's a, uh, I think that was a smart choice. Bleachers has following. Um, uh, I think also like Julian Baker, as far down as she is, that's a wild looking, um, really smart one. Lucy Dacus, I think is a good call. King Francis is another one that I think was a smart call. Goth Babe also. Um, a lot of really good decisions there, in my opinion, for that lineup. Uh, I mean, they definitely... All them, all those acts have followings for sure. So I think getting all those acts was really good decisions. And I think Mitski in particular was a good one because she's like just breaking out now, but it's not like a case of like, for instance, someone that you have a fear will be a one hit wonder because it's not really like her hits are what, like a couple hits are what's driving her. Um, so I think that in particular is a smart, uh, it's smart to have her booked for that now. And uh, the last festival that I'll discuss isn't in the U.S. It's in the U.K. And that one is a Download Festival, which is a massive hard rock metal festival uh, in the U.K. And uh, it's going to be June 10th through 12th. The headliners... On Friday, Kiss, Saturday, Iron Maiden, and Sunday, Biffy Clyro. And now in the, I think it was in 2020, they were going to have uh, Kiss, Iron Maiden, and System of a Down. So uh, this year, Biffy Clyro, Biffy Clyro is huge in the UK. So it's, so uh, they still had Kiss and Iron Maiden in that case. Um, some other big names. Uh, on uh, Friday... A Day to Remember, Skindred, uh, Black Veil Brides, uh, The Distillers, Airborne, Lacuna Coil, Miles Kennedy, uh, The Ghost Inside, Sleep Token, Meet Me at the Altar, uh, Electric Wizard, Blues Pills, Red Fang, Bonata, uh, Bocasa, Dead Poet Society, and a bunch of others. On a Saturday, in addition to Iron Maiden, Deftones, Shinedown, Pretty Reckless, 
a black a black label society monster truck those damn crows the raven age megadeth mastodon a daughtry bush code orange ice nine kills malevolence uh dirty honey funeral for a friend creeper the fame grandson holding absence loath uh sepultura dying fetus lit from within venom prison will haven higher power and some others on sunday in addition to biffy claro corn volbeats rise against ailstorm power wolf uh wargasm steel panther the darkness kill it baroness tremonti wednesday 13 uh descendants boston manor trash boat spirit box mariana's trench jimmy lemon um miles kennedy doing an acoustic set uh yonaka twin temple fire from the gods orbit culture kill the lights and others yeah they usually have a really loaded festival uh this one is no different i i mean even like because like on the second like some of the acts i mentioned like the headliners for the second stage they have were like distillers steel panzer but like megadeth has a headliner for the second stage as well and like mastodon and that same one that's insane having those two uh i think that like francis getting ghost inside is also a really smart one uh same thing with like sepultura um descendants also all those are big names and then, like getting like corn and having them not even headlining that's huge uh Volbeat is the third biggest name because all these bands like have really big followings uh deftones like second biggest name really really smart decision there if you can pay if you can afford that uh because that means that you know the headliners could be big uh and i mean of course the headliners are huge for that one so i'm not that surprised it's such a loaded festival there that would probably be a crazy time so now for the uh for this episode i'm a little bit delayed here with this but one thing that i really wanted to do because i thought that would be fun is actually uh it in honor of april fool's day of all things which is strange because i don't really do much for april fool's day and it's already uh um all all and it was already like 20 days ago from recording i'm recording that said i uh i uh did want i did want to discuss uh one thing in particular that was inspired by something a little bit which is the greatest pranks played by musicians so uh I decided to do a top 10 list. I have two honorable mentions also. One because I think would have been brilliant if it didn't become part of a set list. And one that um, made me laugh a bit for my dad. So, uh, the, so we'll get, uh, so we'll get right into this. Uh, the first off one honorable mention is, uh, it was an absolutely brilliant prank, except it's now turned into uh, uh, a part of a set list. Armin Van Buren uh, always does uh, 
always I'll not always, but sometimes we'll do one song called "This Is a Test," where suddenly it'll be like there'll be an error message come up on the screen, all the music just stops. So then they make it a song where it's like ever they're testing everything, like they're having the uh, they're testing the fire, they're testing the lights, um, they're testing the different speakers, the volume, all this stuff, and they turn that into a song. So I think it is kind of fun seeing like the audience reaction if they don't realize it, because uh, I've watched a couple clips of him doing that. And there are some people in the audience that had no idea this was going on and were just look utterly confused. But um, considering the fact that now when he does that, it's like you get people cheering, which you don't usually get when you have a, we are dealing with some technical difficulties. Uh, um, but yeah, so that's why it's an honorable mention as a result. But uh, I do think that's, absolutely hysterical um absolutely hysterical idea um the um the next one that it was actually one that my dad had told me about which is another honorable mention so i did want to give this a shout out to him uh so uh and the song stay by maurice williams and the zodiacs i believe this one was uh I believe this is the version by them. Uh, they uh, they actually brought in. My dad told me the story of how they actually brought in a female zinger to sing this really high part, and then suddenly one of the instrumentalists, I think the bassist, just walks up and sings this really high part in falsetto as part as a joke joke to mess with people and everyone, and they stayed in the recording. Um. Now, on to the top 10 list. And uh, these are, my opinion, there are several others that I considered. Um, so, uh, there are a bunch that I found hilarious. I just thought that these 10 are probably, the, in some ways, the funniest, in some ways, the cleverest, and really did make me laugh. And this is all inspired by the one that I had at number one. So, number 10, the Beatles playing into the Paul is Dead rumors. So, um, for the, so there, with the Beatles, there was a rumor going around at, for a while that, uh, was that Paul McCartney had died in a car accident in 1967. Uh, needless to say, many people have, like, if not successfully debunked it, at least attempted to debunk it, uh, but yet the rumor persisted for a while. So in uh their in their song uh and they had like a bunch of different things related to that point but then the they decided to start messing with the uh, people to uh uh to make people think to make, confuse people. So in their song Glass Onion, uh jo uh John uh wrote that one mainly to uh make fun of people who read too much into songs by the Beatles and what they meant. So he wrote that song and to intentionally confuse a lot of pe uh, people about what different songs meant or different things in there. So um, they uh, um, so like uh, one thing in particular though that really I thought was funny was uh uh, was that he uh, had this line 
Paul was the walrus in uh reference to the song I am the walrus and uh just to really confuse people about uh what they uh um just to make people think wait was that saying that they they did die or not so I did find that hilarious just taking this absolutely absurd rumor uh people and making people think that that was a legitimate thing and just telling and just messing with people saying nope uh number nine is uh Bjork's interesting special announcement. So uh in two thousand and nine, uh Bjork had uh um had an intriguing one on April Fool's Day where uh she posted that uh she would become the new lead vocalist for Led Zeppelin, uh in place of Robert Plant, who hadn't been performing anyways due to uh the death of uh their drummer john bottom but uh she said that she would be they would be going on a world tour she would be stepping in um stepping in for robert plant and that uh she would uh is that she'd only be performing songs from their first album and their fourth album uh which i which I think was as absolutely hilarious. And there were a decent number of people that actually believed her. Um, number eight, Hanson's cover album. So um, Hanson, the band that is most known for, uh, well, they're most, they have several pop, uh, pop, pop rock songs that were big in the nineties. They're one that they're most known for is Mbop. Uh, but in 2011, they, uh, they uh decide, uh they announced that they were doing something really shocking. The uh they announced that they would be releasing a cover album of Slipknot album of Slipknot songs, and uh, I believe that they actually released a video of uh, them recording, working on recording one, um uh, and rehearsing uh the song "Wait and Bleed," which I, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um and uh and there were actually a decent number of people that believed that one too. Um number seven. Yeah, seven. I lost track of what number I was on for a second. Uh number seven, um, David Bowie promoting a fake artist. So uh David Bowie and uh and William Boyd, the uh that uh who's an author, they uh um uh they decided as a joke one time to uh start create to create uh this massive exhibit art exhibit for a totally fake artist and ultimately an entire book was written about this fake artist and it reached the point where there were pe while they were putting on these events with fake art, this art painting work of the, from this fake artist, uh, dedicated to in the life of the fake artist, and all these, uh, and all these people were apparently believed them so much that they were telling actually telling him that people went up actually telling him that they were at this guy's first exhibit and actually seen the work. So, uh, it went insanely out of hand and so many people believed it which i just think is absolutely hysterical 
so uh the number six is uh David uh not David Bowie, sorry. Um number six is Foo Fighters with the help of one of their friends. So um there uh there have been several times where um this has happened. Uh one time in particular though, in at the at one music festival, the during the middle of a song, suddenly Rick Astley, who is most known for Never Gonna Give You Up, came on stage and started performing it with them to Rickroll the entire audience. And this isn't the first time this isn't the only time they've Rickrolled them. Uh they uh did it on the Tonight Show. Uh they uh they uh uh they also uh did it uh in front of the Westboro Baptist Church and then you know, other times too and I find that I think it's absolutely hysterical like um the the one that was uh the one that was live it was at a UK fe- uh and they actually did it at a Tokyo festival as well as a UK festival um the UK festival both of them were performing at that one and they just just and they just thought it would be hysterical to do number 5 Elton John crashing a crashing a concert so there was one show where the Stooges, a legendary punk band uh, led by Iggy Pop, were uh, in 1973. They were performing at a show, and uh, Elton John uh, was was in the middle of his tour and uh, nearby, and deci- uh, and decided that he and decided it'd be funny to. Uh, to play a prank on the band. So he sh- suddenly ran on stage wearing a gorilla costume. And uh and, uh and everyone was like so sh- so shocked by it that it reached the point where apparently uh well Iggy Iggy Pop was actually uh he'd ran on mid mid song and Iggy Pop apparently was uh um I don't know exactly which drug he was on but he was not sober and suddenly uh uh and suddenly was just shocked to uh see uh and like thought that and he was shocked to see him thought that he looked like he looked like he was hallucinating and thought that he might even be seeing a real life gorilla there uh and then uh and then Elton John took off the mask. Iggy Pop realized uh, realized the prank, and uh, he kept him on stage for a couple songs. Um, I absolutely love that one. And there are other artists who have uh, who have done costumes like that. I know John Mayer did a bit one with a bear costume, but I just think that one's so brilliant. The fact that it's like in the middle of a punk show, suddenly Elton John, who uh, wasn't going to be, who wasn't even on tour with them, just shows up on stage dressed as a gorilla. Um, Number four is a little something called for uh called April Tools Day. Every, a lot of years, uh the band Tool will mess with people. Um so like for instance, um uh, one prank that 
they did in particular was that um, Mary James Caden, uh, their lead vocalist, uh, uh, pranked a bunch of people by telling them that they paused the uh, the release of the recording of their album Ten Thousand Days because he found Jesus. Uh, there was uh, one, uh, there was another one that I love, which was uh, they uh, they released a they released a special song in 2019 saying uh, saying that uh, is a dropping a new song called Sounds of Night Cricket, which was 37 minutes of cricket noise, and then uh, there was one in particular where uh, they uh where they uh criticized uh leak of uh, the leak of one song that they uh that they were planning on releasing in 2015 and then uh um and then it was uh to uh, <laughs> uh instead they um uh they uh had a song by Mex uh Mexican uh Mex uh oh, excuse me they had the song El Sonadito by Hecazeros Hecazeros band uh they had that one as the the quote unquote leaked song I think that there are just some absolutely brilliant ones but I love I especially love that one trying to tell people that the song stolen going on is a totally different song that's just so out there. Uh, number three, George Harrison's prank on Phil Collins. So uh, a lot of people now know Phil Collins uh, for his, especially his solo career as a vocalist. He got his start actually by being the drummer of uh, uh, of the band Genesis. And then when uh, Peter Gabriel left the band, he became their singer. And uh, what? so he was drumming for... Uh, a song on uh George Harrison's debut album and uh ultimately uh it didn't make the it did make the cut uh but then late years later uh then uh George Harrison decided to uh decide uh said hey I decided I'm going to show you uh the song that you did and they sent it over to him and Phil Collins listening to it he's like Jeez, this drumming is brutal. Uh no wonder they uh no wonder they uh uh no wonder it's so bad. This is this is so bad. And then uh uh and then uh and uh until George Harrison uh let him know that he actually what he actually did was um he uh he uh hi he hired a band to re-record that one and asked the drummer for that in this re-recording Ray Cooper just play incredibly badly on there literally hired a whole band to to re-record that one to play the prank on it and I, I think that one is so funny um and absolutely brilliant uh number two uh, Justin Bieber's phone call tweet. So there have been different times where uh, artists would uh, tw uh, would like tweet out different things, be like, "Hey, call me," but it's actually like a different number. And some of them are just 
bad, like the game had a really bad one that ended up with an issue with uh, a police department. Justin Bieber, in my opinion, had a brilliant one. He uh, tweeted out, as promised, taking all phone calls today at, and then gave the number. Talk to you soon. Uh, what it actually was, apparently, was uh, it was actually the phone number for the tip line for TMZ, and which is actually displaying on his uh, um, on uh, on his line, and uh, it was ex expected that because this was at back in 2013 at a time where Justin Bieber was dealing with a bunch of issues. And uh, in particular, Team Z was reporting on a bunch of personal issues. So I thought that I think that was absolutely brilliant to do it that way. And of all things, TMZ, no less. I think that's incredible. And last but certainly not least, the one that inspired this whole post. Uh, the Great The Grateful Dead's 1993 show, I believe it was. Yeah, 1993, April Fool's show. So the Grateful Dead, they have had they had several cases in their uh careers where they played pranks on people in particular they started out their band i believe called the merry pranksters so in 1993 they had a special guest bassist barney the dinosaur yeah barney the uh, someone dressed up i'm assuming one of the members dressed up as barney and played bass for the entire show so uh i think that one is absolutely brilliant because uh Let's be diplomatic and say a lot, a lot, a lot of people at Grateful Dead shows are not sober. So uh, the idea of having of seeing Barney there and being like, first off, if you you might sit there and be like, there is no way that's Barney. And you might think you're hallucinating. And even if you do realize that if you try telling someone, hey, I saw Barney at the Grateful Dead, they'll be like, no, you didn't. You were just high. So I think that is I thought I saw that one laughed so hard. Thought it was an absolutely brilliant prank that was incredible. So that's the episode for today. I know it's been a little bit shorter than some of my episodes in the past, but I did just want to get something recorded and released for y'all because I know it's been a little while. Uh, I'll I'll try to release one next uh, this or record one this upcoming weekend. If not, it'll be the weekend afterwards. And unless something comes up. I'll give my predictions for who I think will get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I don't know what date they're going to announce those, but they said they're going to announce them sometime in May. So I'll give that then. Be on the lookout for uh, for uh, feeling posts from Feeling Groupie and Is Baller Trademarked Yet? Definitely Is Baller Trademarked Yet coming out soon. Feeling Groupie, once I decide what I want to do with these, I'll uh, have those posted. Uh, so be on the lookout for those there after I get this one post posted for his baller trademark yet there will be a bunch on there so be sure to like all the respective facebook pages for also for his baller trademark yet and groupie and harmony and in the next if not the next episode then the episode after that we'll have a surprise in the episode also so if it's not uh i will mention that at the start of the episode that i will have a surprise if i actually do it whenever i do it so be on the lookout for that as well be excited for that one Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.